Hi, I'm Curtis. Hello, I'm Melissa. Hello, I'm Connor. And welcome to the What's Happening podcast. Uh, word of warning. First of all, this is season five, episode four. Uh, like you five? ask us and we never I know. know. I never I, know. I never know. Let like me check. one of us should keep track of it. I think it's ep- it's either episode four you or You think five. it would be the first thing we we would check before we open the mics. But no, we come along and we're like, <laughs> it's let episode me check. four. Let me check. Season five, episode four. Okay. Okay, it's episode four. Now this is gonna sound a little bit different because we're in a slightly different studio, so the mics are different, but that's for a very good reason. Well, me and Melissa sound great. Let you me two tell sound you, amazing, yeah. No we one listening do, has noticed. No. But you you're pointing out anyway. Yeah. They'll not know. They'll not care. But I'm, I mean, they're listening to no, this listen, podcast. Right, Their standards are already very low. We've recorded <laughs> they it over not care Skype it sounds. before. I know. Listen, 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 what I'm going to say, I was leading into the fact right. that we're in a different studio yeah. for a very good reason. Okay. For the first time. I just want to. Yeah, I just want to point out. I think it probably sounded better when I when I was coming from London. Nah. No? Was it was it that bad? Not that it didn't sound better. It doesn't but have the gaps. Okay. Oh, the delay was stressful. So okay. hang on, right? So so let me get you into said it what wasn't. I've got right. I've got I've got a I've got an opinion on that. Okay. okay. But we'll get to that in a second. Okay. The reason we're in a different studio is because a little bit later on we are going to be catching up with Brooke. Brooke. Yay! If you're not sure who Brooke is, it's Brooke Scullion. She was on The Voice back in 2020, but also she is representing Ireland in this year's Eurovision Song Contest. So. Uh, it's her first guest in series one. Yeah. Uh, we've already pre-recorded the, the chat with Brooke, so we'll, we'll play you that a little bit later on. But what I wanted to say was, how come Brooke is in, like, where are you from, Melissa? Macrofelt or something? So we actually live... Because um, she lives just down the road from you. Near Gulladuff. What? What? Near Gulladuff. That sounds dirty, doesn't it? Gulladuff. <laughs> we live, like, between Balaki and Gulladuff. I don't know. I don't place. know what she would say. No. I'm not going to tell you the road she lives on. Like. So, right, layman's terms, is it Macrofelt? Um, we we probably live Port 10 minutes from Macrofelt okay. and about 7 minutes from Port Glenow. Okay. So how come in Macrofelt the Wi-Fi connection is better than the centre of London? <laughs> I, I was on the hotel Wi-Fi. So oh, they're hotel usually rubbish Wi-Fi is yeah. rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the last time I was staying in a hotel for work and it was down in a skillin and I had the whole day. So I was DJing that night mm-hmm. but I had the whole Saturday in the hotel and I couldn't be bothered going anywhere. And I thought I'll just sit in the hotel and watch football all day. Yeah. No Wi-Fi was that bad that I couldn't like I couldn't even watch YouTube videos. No, it's not great. It was, and then down in Enniskillen, the, there's like no five G or anything. Do you know? Is there three G in Enniskillen? Well, there is three G. I think there was four G, but it just wasn't great where I was. Yeah. Um, Enniskillen, well known as the uh, San Francisco of Northern Francisco Ireland. Northern Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to like drive in and for that to actually take on place the on the side. <laughs> Welcome to Inniskillen, the San Francisco of Northern Ireland. <laughs> uh, if you're wondering what we're talking about, Melissa called it that. Like, no, I in... did. Was it no, you? Yeah, did, I yeah. did. Was it? I thought it was you. Wait, oh, sorry. Was it? So no, it was you. You were doing your yoga on the Golden Gate Bridge. Yes. That's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, over Zoom. So yes, a little bit later on, we are going to be chatting with Brooke. Um, have we got any listeners of the week this week? Mate, we always have. We have listeners a of the really week. good, yeah. good, 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 good listeners of the week. Not that they're not always good. Okay. Listener of the Week. <laughs> I almost always forget. I'm still waiting for Melissa to sing it. I and then I realise she doesn't. Go on, go on. No. 
Uh, okay, so this week's, list- week. <laughs> this week's <laughs> listener of the week is Amy McDowell. Uh, thank you so much, Amy. She sent us a lovely message and said, Hey, I started listening to the podcast six months ago and have fell in love with yours. I am a community care worker for the NHS and listen to your podcast Woo! on my runs. I'm giggling away in the car and feels like I am just included in your chat. You are, Amy. And she said, please, please, please keep them coming. Love you guys. And then we'll not mention the last bit that she said because she's lying, really. She just says, also, <laughs> Melissa, your inspiration on fashion is chef's kiss. Thank you so much, Amy. Do you mean you don't follow me wearing the same pair of jeans for like <laughs> six days in a row? <laughs> um, I've, got a, I've got one here um, from Courtney Allen. Uh-huh. Um, Courtney says that she is currently working her way through the What's Happening podcast and listening to the They Don't Make Them Like They Used To episode, which was a couple of seasons back, I if you no remember. Yeah. It, it was ages ago. But she said, um, you're the only other person to remember the Renford Rejects. So obviously this is a, a show that I watched in Nickelodeon and you two didn't know what it was. Yeah. I can't remember, but um, yeah, so big shout out to What's Courtney. What's her name? Courtney? Courtney Allen. Courtney's who, obviously who... over 30. You have just hurt. I hope Courtney's not. You've just really hurt the feelings of Courtney, our of the week. I am only joking. I, that was a little dig at Curtis. I did not so, mean so, for that to be deflected onto you. So Sometimes, Connor, when you hurt other people... Okay. Do you know you what? Know, we were talking about this earlier. If you don't have anything nice to say, say don't nothing. say anything at all. You'll hear where that comes into <laughs> later on, yeah, but... Um, it's weird because obviously time sensitive stuff we had to record yeah. the chat with Brooke early this morning so we've already done that it's coming up later on but we might refer to so you might have to keep listening to find out what it is we're talking about anyway um, is that it for listener of the week yeah okay you can find out later on how you can be listener of the week yourself but first let's chat about what has been happening over the last couple of days what's been going on because that is the theme of the podcast anybody want to go first Listen. I'll go first. Okay, let's, oh, go. of course, because you've had the biggest week. Yes, yeah. so I went to Amsterdam at the weekend. Oh, my days. Storm Eunice arrived in Ireland and the UK. And you, you missed it, did no, you? No, no, no. Storm no. Eunice also landed in Amsterdam. Okay. Oh, so did it? I can't even explain to you what that flight was like. There was a girl in our row yeah. vomiting into a bag. Wow. Like, Scott and I were quite chill. We were like, this is like a roller coaster because it was proper <laughs> up and down. Probably. You do not want to be on a plane that's like a roller coaster. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was. I had the window seat and I was watching the wing to see if it would snap off and I was ready. I don't know what it was going to do, but I was braced, yeah. you know. They say brace, brace. Yeah. I was braced. I love um, the way you're sitting there no, like, I'm preparing for what I'm going to do if the wing falls off. <laughs> it looked like it was going to blow off. It was crazy. Have you ever seen so just on a side note um, obviously I, I love a plane mm-hmm. you know what I mean um, if you go on the YouTube at some stage and watch them do a stress test on wings of planes because they can literally go to like here no man I no don't way. want to they nearly go that. 90 degrees it's insane well do you know what was so crazy actually when we were I don't know how many feet planes fly at maybe 30,000 40,000 feet you yeah. would know Curtis uh, to fly to Amsterdam I'm usually looking between 32 and 36,000 feet so I was pretty close yep so Actually, I took this picture when we were up in the sky and the sky was beautiful, like blue skies. It looked like a cloudy wonderland. I was like, no storm, we're going Mm. to Amsterdam. How stunning. You're above the (laughs) storm. My word, we were above the storm. When we started to descend, I swear you could see us traveling through the clouds. I could see it from the window. I could also feel it. Like Mm -hmm. when we would go into like a cloud, we would just start going like that. Probably the worst turbulence I've ever experienced. But anyway, we arrived it took oh, it took nearly an hour to get off the plane because we were on the very back seat like the very back seat mm-hmm. up against kind of the wall 
but they couldn't open the back door because oh, no of the high winds. Yeah. So it honestly took so long to get off the plane. We got there. Then we all got this message. Have you ever got this message to your phone? All these weird things happened. Have you ever got this message to your phone? I'll find it for you now. Um, it sends it to everybody on the network. And it says in Dutch and English, alert. Extreme weather in large parts of the Netherlands. Stay indoors. <laughs> life-threatening situation. Only call emergency number in a life-threatening situation. This num- this flashed up on every single one of our phones. Wow, really? And I was like, I'm not staying indoors. That made I'm you feel my- comfortable. Yeah. I'm on my holidays. I'm going straight <laughs> out. So, honestly, our hotel was absolutely gorgeous. Um, my friend had recommended the hotel because it was only like a 10-minute f- walk from hers. Mm-hmm. That 10-minute walk, my hair was drenched, blown everywhere. But... The, the hotel was amazing, like stunning. It was like a five-star hotel, um, actually beautiful. There was like a four-poster bed. Um, the bathroom was stunning. I vlogged it if you want to watch my vlog. Cheeky plug. You'll see it. But so we went to Katie's and they took us to like, honestly, the best weekend of eating I've ever had. Mm-hmm. The food we had that weekend was phenomenal. Um, they know all the best eating spots. And the area that they live in in Amsterdam, as far as I can remember, it's called De Pipe. It's like a suburb. Okay. It's a 10 minute, 13 minute cycle into town. Um, so it's still really close to the city centre. The food in the De Pipe area. Oh my word. I've never in my life seen, not even in London, so many like amazing coffee shops, amazing eateries, one after the other, side by side yeah. in this like little, it's almost like a tiny little Like a wee neighbourhood Village, sort of neighbourhood, yeah. yeah. Mm. Honestly, amazing. And they obviously took us to all their favourites. So we just kind of ate and explored all weekend. Now, for for myself as a girl who likes to get my outfit pictures when I'm on a city (laughs) break, that was almost impossible. I can't explain to you how windy and rainy it was the whole time. So we got bikes. We hired bikes from the hotel. And I had always been so scared to cycle in Amsterdam because it is, it's scary. It's so scary. But... We Says did anyway. the girl that was waiting for the <laughs> wing to snap off the plane. But listen, that's, I'm not in control of that, but Katie and Kaylin, they cycle everywhere. They don't have cars over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we cycled into town because we were doing a canal boat tour, okay. which was so fun. But I was so excited to cycle and actually it was nice. It was nice weather at that time. So that was really enjoyable. There are traffic lights just for the bicycles and like every lane's a bike lane and actually bikes have right of way over cars, I think, in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what they told me. Maybe they just told me that to reassure me. Who knows? <laughs> but um, that was fine. Then we did our little canal boat tour, which was great. I learned so much. Like, do you know why the houses in Amsterdam are so skinny instead of like they're, they're skinny and tall? No. Because... Back in the day, they were taxed on the width of their houses. So if your house is wide, you paid more tax. So they built up. Up. But because the houses are skinny, the staircases are skinny, so you can't get sofas or anything in. So if you look in Amsterdam, all of the houses have like a hook on the top. So they like hoist it up. They can hoist things up with a crane and in through like the top. It's so interesting. And I also learned that we went, we, we took the canal boat down this like, it was called the richest street in Amsterdam. And all of the houses were slightly wider. The richest all, street? Yeah. Okay. They were all slightly wider and they all had stairs up to them, mm-hmm. like up to their front doors, both sides. Yeah. And they all had windows. So, you know, when you've got your windows and maybe have like a cross, like yeah. one down, one in the middle, so you've got four window panes. 
the more panes you have, you get taxed on every single window pane, not every single window. So these would have like loads and loads and loads of tiny little squares. So you know people here are doing well. So it was considered like a flex if you had not <laughs> 90 just, window yeah, panes. <laughs> not just stairs up one side, stairs up both sides yeah. and loads of windows. It was like, look at me. I can afford this. Look at I all my stairs. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently it was to <laughs> let people know from the outside that you were doing well and they should like continue to trade with you. I just find it so yeah. interesting because um, obviously it's not taxed like that anymore but obviously those houses sell for so much money. They pointed out some houses to us and they were tiny and they went for like over a million pounds and I was just like, hi. Oh, yeah. Crazy. So then we just enjoyed the rest of our day. We walked around a bit more. We went to the shops. I couldn't really buy anything because my hand luggage was already full. I brought too many clothes and didn't get to wear them all because it was so rainy. But um, we had to cycle back in the pouring rain. <laughs> I have never experienced this in my life. I wore a cap, which was the best decision I ever made because the cap meant the rain was coming in at me, but it was actually hitting just below my, like the bottom of my nose and my mouth. Yeah. Everyone else couldn't see a thing. The rain was like blowing into our faces and into their eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, when we go back to the hotel, it looked like I peed myself. Because obviously my coat while I'm cycling, it was just kind of covering yeah. here. All of this was drenched. I was wearing blue jeans, but they looked navy. They were soaked. And Scott and I were like, we were just laughing our heads off because what else can you do? It was just an experience to say the very least. Quite scary because you couldn't really see and you were so wet and so cold. But we got back, we got warmed up, we had hot showers and then we went out for dinner. And honestly, the weekend just revolved around eating because what else? Eating and having cocktails. Per Scott couldn't have a drink because he's still cutting weight for his fight. Yeah. But he did he didn't he did eat pretty much everything else. Like he wasn't as good as he should have been, but his weight's fine and he's going to be grand and his fight is in less than two weeks. Brilliant. So um, it's actually Liam McCourt's fight this weekend. Of course, mm-hmm. that's right. So he's going down to Dublin for that. But we're back and we had a lovely time. I got my nails done this week um, and we hope to go back to Amsterdam soon when it's not stormy. All the, like so many trees had blown over and fallen into the canal. I it actually, was, I saw on, I think it was Lad Bible, uploaded yeah. a video of a tree that like just like completely ripped the you road off and yeah. fell over. I thought we were getting away from Storm Eunice, but when you when you Googled like the hashtag, sorry, when you searched the hashtag on Instagram, you either saw the O2 Arena looking like an old pair of Calvin Klein boxers <laughs> or you saw yeah. Amsterdam, like the trees are falling down everywhere. It was so dangerous. There, especially cycling, cycling, there were like twigs all over the road. I was like, I'm going to fall off this bike. But no, I was fine. And we did a few of the touristy things that I wanted to do. And we just had a really lovely time. Sometimes it's nice to just get away. Yeah. Just being away. I always feel like, haha, you can't catch me. You can't ask me to do any work because I'm away. <laughs> <laughs> but you so, always come back to the barrage uh, of emails that you yeah. missed, don't you? I have like 40 on red WhatsApps. I still haven't read. It's so bad. But like catching up, it's so hard because you're back for Monday and then all the emails come in for Monday anyway and you haven't even caught up on the other ones. So I'm still playing catch up and it's Thursday, but sure, we'll get there. Um, Good to be home and good to be a new storm at last. There was another storm yesterday though. What's going on? Franklin, wasn't it? Woken up to snow today. Yeah. I'm just, I'm here here, for summer. Within, I think the storm that's currently happening, like the snow, I think they're calling it Gladys. So literally within the last seven days, we have had Dudley, Eunice, Franklin Gladys. Gladys surely that is the one storm like yeah. it's gone on yeah. for a week that's yeah. one storm you would like, think but like they never used to just give storms names like sometimes it's just bad weather 
They, you know these I mean? are like, storms. No, they, they, in fairness, they Is were. Is it even a storm? Please yeah. tell me you saw the wheelie yeah, bin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> that was mental. I was wondering, was that true? Apparently it was. Like, yes! Apparently it actually happened. It looks yeah. like something from Harry Potter. <laughs> but um, to be honest, that was really my week. I've just kind of been working since I got home. Um, I'm working this weekend. I've got my first hosting event, like in a shopping centre, since two years ago. Yeah? You looking forward to it? I am looking forward to it. It's a fashion show in... Um, Oh wow! Really selling it. Wow. <laughs> you know what it I is? hope the client's not listening to this. <laughs> I didn't want to get it wrong because it's in the Fairhill Ballymena, but they're okay. also it, it's for all of Ballymena, so I don't want to mention one without the other. So yeah, it's Fairhill okay, right. and the Tower Centre. Okay. The fashion shows are happening in the Tower Centre, and then once they're done, I think all the models are heading across, and they're doing like a live mannequin thing mm-hmm. so they're just wow. all going to be standing like mannequins so it's for all of Bellamina so I didn't want to mention one without the other so it's just kind of I love that like imagine somebody paying you to just stand there I know like what have I got to do stand there yeah. that's my dream yeah so I'm ex- I'm so excited for that and then I'm going to go home because I'm so close to home and see my lovely mum as well it's her birthday soon so that's exciting uh, big shout out to Melissa's mum for her birthday soon for her birthday soon we'll we'll make her listener of the week on her birth week how yeah. about that okay let's but do to be honest that that's about my week and um it, it's going well good do you want me to go next yeah make okay, your work away so i i, I had a, a weird week um so first of all talking about the storm did any of you watch big jet tv did no you watch that? i i never wa- i didn't watch it i saw so many people tweeting yeah. and everything about it like i have been addicted to that since. is that where you were watching the planes land yeah so some guy turned up outside heathrow airport in the middle of these storms and like we were saying there's been storms ever since mm-hmm. so he's just constantly there and he stands at the end of the runway and just like live streams the planes <laughs> landing is he allowed to do that apparently so is it yeah. legal yeah so he mustn't like, be standing in any like no not in like a restricted in the way area. Of them. No. At yeah. one point, there was two hundred and sixty-five thousand people watching it on YouTube. <laughs> Did which you is see more the than one some channels were getting on TV? The abandoned landing. I think it was on Lad Bible as well. Yeah, that so I, was terrifying. So I learned so much, right? So apparently, if you're a pilot and you're coming in to land the plane, you only get three attempts at landing, and if you mess it up on the third attempt, they send you away. Like they tell you to go away. Like, like the air traffic control goes, that's your th- th- three strikes and you're out. Yeah. They tell you to go. As so you have to land aware, somewhere else? Just go somewhere else. Like, so, so there was one plane I think came from, did it come from Geneva in Switzerland or something? Uh-huh. And couldn't land three times. So it went back to Geneva. No way. Like, apparently so. <laughs> Are you joking? I thought you meant they just had to do a loop in the sky yeah. and come no, back they're, down. They're only allowed to do that three times. Oh. So you're only allowed three attempted landings at the one airport and then they go, right. What if you run out of fuel? Well, apparently they they have enough fuel to get them back to where they came from. So, um, I thought planes landed themselves technically. Not in weather like that. Right. Like they can auto. So that false sense of security I was feeling was from absolutely nothing all weekend. Probably, yeah. So autopilot can land you, but I think in weather like that, the pilots, I mean, they showed their skill. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Somebody landed, you've seen the A380, that's the one with two floors. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody landed one of them on one wheel. Oh yeah, have you, have you seen the video where the landing gear didn't come down properly and came down the wrong way? So the, oh dear. the front wheel wasn't was like that, and they had to land it, and it just burst up into flames. Yeah, I've, I've yeah. Seen can I just let like you know before. something? On on our flight on the way home, the turbulence was nowhere near as bad as the way over. Uh-huh. I am not lying to you. The pilot said, and Scott was listening to some World War Two documentary, so he didn't hear it. Yeah, I that probably is the most fear I've ever felt on a flight when he said this. 
he kept, he kept, like he kept coming over the speaker. He kept saying, 15 minutes to landing, make sure your seatbelts are fastened, cabin crew, do your final checks, blah, blah, yeah. all the usual. And then he popped on and he was like, um, we're, we're beginning our descent. Just a reminder, if in the case of an emergency landing, do not take any of your bags from the overhead lockers. Oh my God. Why did he say that? Yeah. There's a pilot that we know that we have since spoken to and he was like, real number one, why would you freak out your passengers? Yeah. Why yeah. did he say that? So he that. must have been terrified. Yeah. Scott didn't hear it. He was like, why are you holding my hands so tight? <laughs> I was like, because we're going to die. <laughs> like, we're going to die. And I was thinking, there's things in my bag that I need. And I was like, well, you yeah. be able to get those because we're not allowed, but you have to because I have this wee doll. Right? That, that I you can't fly with? with. Oh, I mean, Curtis has seen. So let's not get into it. I feel as it's, though you see everything now. It was an accident. Connor, he was Connor, not supposed to Connor, see it. I can tell you now, <laughs> you don't want to see it. All right. Just stop it like Annabelle. Yeah. No. It's just stop a nightmare. No, so cute. What you need to do is tell Connor the whole yeah, stuff. Yeah, please. We, we're, we'll not put it on the podcast. Is it, like, won't, but... is it like a thing that you don't wash anymore? Oh, I, I, Connor, I don't. do wash her. Okay. I have to. Sure Does she have a name? I'm not telling you. Right, get this off the podcast. I'll okay. tell you in the privacy of my own okay, home. Okay. Anyway, I was like, Scott, I, I'm not getting off this flight without blank yeah and um he was like it's gonna be okay and i was like if you can get them down i'll shove them up my jumper and it'll be fine <laughs> like i'm not with their them there's, there's more than one. Oh my right. god <laughs> <laughs> i'm not saying anymore you don't even know me you don't even nobody know nobody knows about are this. they like a little family i'm not telling i'll tell you off air right nobody knows about this curtis accidentally this. saw them like, do, you want, okay. do you want me to edit this out okay you have to keep this in We'll not say anything, okay. but... Okay. It's okay. <laughs> so anyway, I was like, I have to. Like, yeah. they have to be out of the suitcase. I'm not getting off this plane without it. And he was like, I'll do it. And I was like, then I was thinking, if he dies, if he dies getting my dolls, yeah. what am I going to do? <laughs> so it was very stressful, but we landed and we were fine. Sorry, back to you, Curtis. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so... so I have so many questions. Oh, I know, I... I, I Listen, mate. You have you you most likely have the same questions that I had, and I can tell you you don't want to ask them. Um, anyway, so that was big dead TV. That's what I spent most of my week watching. Went to see Belfast in the cinema. Well, go on. Um, do you know what? I liked it, but it didn't blow me away. I loved it. I, no, I thought it was really good, but did you not just feel like the storyline didn't kind of go anywhere? Yeah, I, felt, I thought it was. Yeah, I thought the storyline was going to be so much more, yeah. and mm-hmm. it was going to actually tell the story of the troubles. Yeah. Uh-huh. But so, it didn't do that. But it, I actually thought what it did was very beautiful and it just told one person's perspective one, yeah. and a really, really lovely perspective. Mm. Absolutely. And that's no, what I enjoyed. No, I really, really enjoyed the movie, but I do, I did feel like I came out and went, what was the point of that? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm not, that's nothing mm. against how it was written or anything I know, like I hear, that. I totally hear what you're saying. Like, it, it was good. I enjoyed it. It was a lovely night out at the cinema. Mm-hmm. But it just didn't, it didn't grip me like it didn't you yeah know? I, just, I just like I loved it at the, the first like 15-20 minutes I was I was expecting more and then it just like you said it didn't really there wasn't much of a storyline yeah. yeah I hear yeah I do hear that now that wee kid actor Jude is it phenomenal he's class incredible. isn't he incredible like he yeah. for his age he, he seems like someone who's had 30 year experience yeah. In, yeah. In, the, in the theatre like he's brilliant he was amazing yeah the cast was really good I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it one or two of the accents were a bit don't you think uh, Jimmy Dornan's like, or Jimmy Dornan's wife looks like Jennifer Lawrence? 
Is that his wife? In the, no, was, no, 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 no. Right. His wife in the, in the movie. In the movie. I she, think she's the spitting image of right. Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. She yeah, looked yeah. like someone, and I couldn't work out who it was, and now you've said that. Yeah. It is clicked. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly who she looks like. That was No, it was a good movie. Thoroughly enjoyed myself, and um, I would still recommend it. Very good. Finally, got my booster this week. Way. And yeah. my experience was not as easy as Melissa's. So you just booked to go to the chemist, didn't you? I didn't book. I just walked just turned in. turned up to the chemist? Yeah, wow, walked okay. in on a Sunday. So on I, a Sunday of all days. Mm. I booked to go to the chemist mm-hmm. and sat down, got my arm out and all that stuff and then got asked all the questions and the chemist can't administer it to me because of my nut allergy. Oh, no, no way. way. So I had to book through the hospital. Yeah. I had to go to the... Now, for anybody who might be listening to this who's in the same boat, booking to get an appointment for a vaccination <laughs> at the hospital is a minefield. Yeah. Because yeah. the chemist told me to phone... Um, public health who are based in Scotland mm-hmm. who I phoned and they went no nah, we don't know anything about that you need to phone your doctor <laughs> so I phoned my doctor and the receptionist answers and goes we can't help you with that by the way you know this line is for emergencies only oh, and, I, God. and I was kind of like okay um, well, they told me to ring you. Who yeah. do you that's what I said yeah they told me to ring you who do I phone she goes you'll need to phone the Ulster Hospital Right. just phone the switchboard and they'll put you through so I phoned the Ulster Hospital and they were like we can't help you with Curtis, that. by like, this point, I would have given up. Yeah. Well, I needed mad. to go to Amsterdam. I know, I know. Um, so I said to them, can somebody just tell me? And she's like, go on to the HSCNI website, mm-hmm. which I went on to mm-hmm. and couldn't find anything. <laughs> so phoned the number that was on there, which took me back to the Ulster Hospital switchboard. Right. <laughs> they then went, go to NI Direct. And there's a big thing that says COVID vaccination. It shouldn't be that difficult. No. It really shouldn't, no. It really shouldn't. The only reason I was able to get mine on the day, and on the day I had to be like, I'm not wearing a top under my jumper. Can I just like hold it down and go behind the screen? Because mm. I was so unprepared. Yeah. But my friend sent me a screenshot that she found on Facebook that Queen's University were doing like an open um, booster vaccine day that specific Sunday. I was like, Scott, let's go. Let's just go. Turn yeah. Up, um, yeah. And that, that was pure luck. Because when I went on, I found all the pharmacists that were giving them out. Pretty much everywhere is doing it, yeah. But it it was not specific about whether you could book them, whether you could walk in. There's no details on there. Just a list of places. So anytime I got speaking to someone on the phone, the advice was always, look, your local pharmacy probably does it. And I was like, (laughs) yes, but here's why I can't get it there. And then they all went, oh, yeah, okay. And I was like, if this is a known thing, why is it not easier? So anyway, I, I eventually ended up at the Ulster Hospital yesterday to get my booster, finally, after all of that. And uh, no, like nobody's getting them at the hospital anymore, so there's like this full clinic mm-hmm. and just me, <laughs> like so I, funny. just me walking in, sleeve up, get the booster and stuff like that. And then um, because of my situation, I still have to do the 15 minute wait time as well. Oh yeah. really? So anybody else that did come through, were just like they were like, don't drive for 15 minutes, and they walk straight out the door, and I'm sitting there for 15 minutes, like uh, why does this? But anyway, got the booster. You're that's boosted. us done. Yeah, we're good to go, and. Yes, your local pharmacy probably does it. If you can get it there, that's 100% the easiest option. Yeah. Connor, how was your week? Uh, yeah, it was good. So on uh, Saturday, we went for brunch, me and Liv, to Binky's on your recommendation, man. And it was very good. Isn't it incredible? It was really, really good. So, so incredible. Honestly, like just... So yeah, I got the pastrami, Swiss cheese, and mustard. Um, Is that what you toasty? recommended? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like there's no salad or anything on it. It's just so simple. Well, no. Yeah. See, there was, and 
Salad on the plate or salad on salad the... Salad on the plate. And it was weird. There was just like these little leaves and sliced up tomato. And I was like, what's the point in that? Yeah, but what I mean is on the actual, like... Oh, no, you no. You didn't have to just... open it up and pull no. a tomato out or anything no, no, like no, that. No. Like, it is just simple, effective One meat, thing, cheese. though. Yeah. There should have been more cheese, I thought. For, did you you probably got a whole stack of meat like I did as well? Yeah, the meat the cheese ratio was wasn't a, bit a off, lot, yeah, but it was still good. Yeah, it was very good. So, um, yeah, we did that, and then did a couple of errands and stuff, and then I had the radio show on Saturday night, and then went straight down south because I was playing in Drogheda, so I was out from four o'clock until four o'clock, oh. which was fun. Um, so yeah, that was Saturday. Sunday was day off, chilled, um, did a bit of housework, um, made pasta bake, which was so good, just like home comfort food. Yeah. Um, and then watched the United match. Just pasta bake or tuna pasta bake? No pasta bake. Chicken, broccoli and bacon pasta mm. bake. Nice. No tuna. I love tuna pasta. Tuna's good. I, I like. I would enjoy tuna pasta bake too. Um. So yeah, had that, and then started watching the Kanye documentary. Have you oh, seen yeah. it? No. So Scott downloaded it for us to watch, but I was too nervous on the plane. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so, so it's in three episodes. I think the second episode's now out. It is, in fact. Um, I watched the first episode on Sunday, and I know I know everyone has an opinion on Kanye. Mm. And Kanye has an opinion yeah, on everyone. <laughs> yeah. And the last couple of years, he probably hasn't done himself any favors on the way he's portrayed himself and how he's sort of. Last couple of years. Yeah. Well, last couple of weeks. Being, well, especially. It has yeah. been very intense the last couple of weeks. But from like an artist standpoint, like the guy has grafted, and I'm all about believing in like if you have a dream believe in yourself because you're always going to get knocked back and there's always going to be hurdles put in your way mm. he he like believed in himself so much and he yeah. knew that he was going to get to the position that he was so if you haven't watched it like check it out it's very good um started watching the sinner yes you? yes it. no season four i've watched yeah so i watched the first episode there's Many? There's, so there's four. Yeah, there's four seasons. You're on season four. Yeah, I think there's is there eight episodes maybe. I think so. Yeah, so but it I, could be slightly more. I think we've watched two. Um, and it's weird already. Uh, yeah, it's mental. It's strange. So everybody was saying season four is the best one. I still think season one. Yeah, season is one the was best. brilliant. Yeah, I might season four it. is good. It is good. It's weird. Like it's really dark, and and the middle two seasons are. They're all weird. Yeah, I, I I didn't like season three. I think season one was so good because there wasn't really anything like that to watch. Yeah. And it just, within, like, I remember... Is it scary? N- not, not really, scary. no. It's just, like, s- s- like, it's not scary, but it's more of, like, a thriller. I think the thing with know. season one was the song. Yeah. That song, and that got stuck in my head, and it freaked me out, like, any time. Yeah, but then, like... The first within the first five minutes, you were like in, like because yeah. something happens, and you're like, it happens right at the start. Oh my god, what happened? Yeah, actually, miss it. You should watch it. Yeah, you should. It is. Very it's good. very good. Right, like, I think about it. So listen to me. Think you should it. watch it. On the it. List? No, I I hear you, but there's some things that are just a little bit too scary. For me. It's, it's not, not scary. It's not scary. Okay. No, it's okay. just intense. Yeah. So um, yeah. That's pretty much about about it. Like I was supposed to be in London this week for a couple of days. Um, I'm. It's going to get to the point where instead, like you're just going to be based in London. It's going to be like I was supposed to be in Belfast. This <laughs> yeah, week for a couple yeah, of days. yeah, probably is in the next couple of months. Yeah. Um, so, 
Yeah, I'm out next week. Connor, any news on that announcement? I got an email this morning. Um, so, are you going to announce it or not? I, <laughs> I, no, I, so the you know what is what is happening. The, yeah. the first thing to happen on the thing that's happening is happening on the last Friday of March. Right. So. It, it, it will be announced I, in the next couple of weeks. I feel sorry for anybody who's Why did on you the bring edge it up? I didn't want to mention <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I just know people are on the edges of their seats. I d- they're I not anymore. They, they were. I doubt they they're are. off the seat now. Connor's <laughs> having a wee baby. And no, 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 no. No, I would love to have a baby now. Liv's having none of it. Like. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's not it's not that. It's uh, work stuff um, that um, I'm very excited about. Yeah, it is very um, exciting. So I'm out next week. I got invited to a party. Oh, really? What kind of party? You said that like it's a party that me and Melissa should have been invited to. No. Well, uh, no. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Diplo's album launch party I've been invited to. Wow. Yeah, so I'm going to that. Where's it at? The Ned. Ooh, the Ned. Yeah, so I'm going to that. And do you um, get a plus two by any chance? Uh, I, can, I can see if I can get you to come if you want. If or you want to come out London? to London. Yeah. Oh, I can be <laughs> Busy. <laughs> Sorry, I made him washing my hair. What's left of it? So yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm going to do that. Um, but yeah, I'm out in London next week, and that is pretty much it. Can you announce whether you've had the time to make a quiz or not? Uh, I have very briefly. Now I, I just want to point out this is definitely one of Melissa's quizzes. Like, there's been no thought or anything that has went into That's this. Fine. I'm That's offended. Fine. I'm just telling the truth. (laughs) I'm crying. Not telling any lies. Ouch. Should we do the quiz? Let's do it. Winner stays on. Wait. What? We forgot to tell them about the cookie straws. I don't think there are anything to talk about, to be honest. Like, I really appreciate you get me one, and it was very thoughtful. Melissa hmm. went to the trouble of getting them for us. Let's let her have her moment. Okay, Melissa. Sorry, take it away. If you haven't been to Starbucks recently, buy the till. They have this jar of cookie straws. Mm-hmm. I tried them the other day. Actually, I tried them about four weeks ago with my sister, and we were blown away. We were drinking our coffee through the cookie straws, and I did the coffee run this morning, and I thought I'm going to get the boys a cookie straw. Yeah, and I did, and I brought it in, and I got them to drink and suck their coffee through the cookie straw. And they were underwhelmed. No, I wasn't. I enjoyed it. He he enjoyed it. I I thought it was phenomenal. I thought by itself, an accompaniment with the coffee, it was very nice. So like, as a bicky, but drinking your coffee through it. Well, it's mm. a straw. I know, but it's... And it doesn't disintegrate or anything. Like, pick one up. It's very good. Honestly, try it. Here. Trust me. Have you ever had one of the strop waffles? Strop waffles. Yeah, they're good. Oh my God. They're like so chewy. Do you know what you do? See if you're having a coffee. Yeah. Put it on top of the mug uh-huh. and let the coffee and it like that's <gasps> what they're for. Ooh. I didn't know that. It makes them. I know they're soft already, but it makes them so. Yeah. Good. It must make like, them like yeah. almost slide off each other. That's what you do it for. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Get on top of your coffee and then dip it in, and everything's so good. Mm. Uh, okay, so this week's quiz. This week's quiz. I thought very long and hard about what to do for this week's quiz, okay. and I thought keep the theme rolling throughout the podcast. So. Our special guest this week is Brooke. Yes. Brooke Scullion. Brooke is going to be on 
Eurovision. Oh no! This Friday week's is quiz this. is on Eurovision. Wow! Now I don't know that I am. Let's you two claim to be big fans of Eurovision. So what I do is I watch it, but I don't necessarily take it in. Okay. Uh, no, I don't know anybody's names or anybody's anything. You know Brick. Um, yeah. So and Abba, a maniskin. I I maniskin. Yeah. I thought it was maniskin. I maniskin. I can't confirm. I've literally went on to Google and I'll be very transparent. I've just typed in Eurovision quiz and I've got a load of questions in front of me and I've screenshotted the answers. Right, so, let's get this over with. Uh, there's there's uh, 26 questions. But Connor! We'll not, <laughs> we'll not do them all. I mean, I don't know the answers to any, I know. 26. Okay, and we're not going to do them all. Okay. Uh, okay, so first question. Which country hosted the first ever Eurovision contest in 1956? Curtis. Take it away, Matt. Austria? Negative. Melissa, Azerbaijan. No. Curtis, the UK. No. Melissa, Sweden. No. Curtis, Norway. No. Switzerland. Yes. Switzerland, really? Well done, Why did you get it? Like, Switzerland's nowhere near Sweden. Because she said the the same uh, okay, someone's getting competitive. Mm. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, I was just wondering what the connection was. This but whatever you said out loud, I hear uh, it. Okay, I'm trying to... So I'm looking at the answers and then going through the, the questions. So uh, I think you'll be able to get this. Which dance troupe shot to fame after providing the interval entertainment in 1994? Dance troupe? Yes. What you, like like they so they were dancers. Not, think about it. Diversity. Not, no. <laughs> 1994. Your wee mom wasn't even born. I was only joking. Um, because I have what no do you call him, idea. Perry? Yeah. 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 He's a grown man. Dancer. Yeah. Melissa. Mm-hmm. I don't know any from before. River dance. No way. Are you joking? Yes, that's what Are I said. Kidding? Think about it. Oh. Yes, no way. <laughs> River dance. Well done, man. That's the only other dance trip I knew. Okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, okay. ABBA won Eurovision in 1974 with which song? Curtis. Yeah? Gimme, gimme, gimme. No. Curtis. Dancing Queen. No. Curtis. Melissa. Money, money, money. No. I have no idea. I don't... I can't remember. Do you want a clue? Yeah. There was a TV show named after this years ago. I'm, I think I'm right in saying that. I think it's still on ITV every once in a while during the day. How do we not know Neighbors. what song ABBA won with? ABBA didn't have a song called Neighbors. <laughs> Coronation Street. <laughs> I nearly said Staying Alive, but that's Steps. <laughs> it's not Steps, it's the Bee Gees. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's even worse. Steps. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, uh, a clue. first letter. W. Melissa. Yeah. Walking on Sunshine. No. Think of Abba's songs, like sing them in your head. I don't know them. This is one of their biggest ever songs. Wish Upon a Star. No. No. Wandering Through Time. No. Wilson's. Did turn. your mum not like listen to Abba when you were growing up? No. My dad did, and he'll be. What's so love got to do with it? No. Oh, it's one word. Wander. Eight letters. One Wish. Word. Wanna be. No. All right, I'll give you a clue to put everyone out of their misery from yeah. listening to this. The f- so it's it's one word. The first part of the word is something that you drink. Waterfall. No. Waterland. No. Water. Think about it. Have a song. Think. Sing it in your head. You're bu- you're bonded. Waterloo. Yes. Waterloo. 
Shameful, Curtis. That was really bad. I never would have got that. I know. The, the second clue to add on to that would have been toilet, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I still wouldn't have got it. So, water toilet. I mean, like water flush. <laughs> so two one to Curtis. Um, it's two all. Is it? I yes. think I've only done nope, three. I got two. He hasn't had one yet, though. No, that was that. So it's, it's two, two one. one. To two me? You, yeah. yeah, to you. I thought it was, Cur- I thought it was no, two all. No. It's two one. Okay, next question. Well, Curtis, not just get a question right. Yes, that was the first one, though. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm happy with that. Okay. Uh, which... Give me a point. <laughs> <laughs> which non European country joined the Curtis. contest in 2015? Australia. Yes, Matt. Are they still in it? Yeah, apparently so. No way. Apparently Did so. Did they ever yeah. qualify? They've qualified quite a few times, yeah, yeah, as far as I know. Right, I didn't even so. know. Uh, okay, question five. For all, which Canadian superstar won Eurovision in Curtis. 1988 representing Curtis. Switzerland? Curtis, Celine Dion. Cascada. Yes, Cascada! Cascada <laughs> would smash Eurovision. I yeah. still like, hear your voice. That one. Um, okay. I don't think this... I think this quiz is from last year. Was there a Eurovision last year? Yes. Okay, there wasn't one it's in twenty twenty. Um, well, Maniskin won last year. There wasn't one in twenty twenty. Yes. Ask me who won last year quickly. <laughs> Which country won Eurovision Listen. last year? Maniskin. Curtis. That's Italy. Not a country. Italy. <laughs> no. No. It was Italy. It wasn't. Maniskin are from Italy. That's what I'm saying. I don't know when this quiz is from. I'm oh, just telling Listen. you what's in front Listen. of me. You asked me. China. What? No. Which oh, I was thinking you of the asked me which country won last year, and I told you. The but that answer. isn't the answer that I have in front. Of. I That's don't watch Eurovision, fault. so That's I don't know if Italy did win. Um, Azerbaijan. No, so go back the previous Curtis, year, maybe the Netherlands. Yes, Matt. Okay, so this quiz is from two thousand and twenty-one, nineteen, two thousand and eighteen, maybe. Twenty. They won two thousand and nineteen. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Can I get a quiz for that? Because no, I got you that don't. right. Because no, so you said Maniskin as a country. Did you get a point taken off of you? <laughs> I was listening to the question that was in my head. It's currently 4-2 to me. Okay. Um, we'll do three more. Okay. If you insist. Sorry. Um, which singer was due to represent the UK in 2020? Melissa. Mm-hmm. Think about this one. The UK in 2020? Mm-hmm. James. Are they famous? And the Giant Peach. Curtis James Newman? Yes. I did know that. So he did 2021 then? Yeah. Ah, okay. So they just didn't bother looking for a new one. Yeah. Okay. Did you think I had it right? And then I... Yeah. And then you said, the giant peach. So it's 5-2. I've won. Adding some fun to the question. You have, mate. Yeah, you've won. I have won. Will we continue or just leave it here? Are you happy enough, Melissa? Are you... Do you know, all I know is that Brooke... Is entering in 2022. And Brooke's going to smash And that's it. what we need to know. Should we get her on the podcast right now? Yeah, let's do it. Winner stays on. Okay, so joining us on the What's Happening podcast, our first guest since, am I right in saying, oh, wow. Series 1? Yeah. Oh, series like 1. 2021, 2020? Yeah, 2020, yeah, um, 2020, yeah. Series 1, which was four series ago. Welcome our first guest. It's Brooke. Yay! Yay! How are you? Good morning. You Good seem morning. excited to see me. We are. We, we are. are. We're excited to have a guest on and we're super excited that it's you. And we know you're super excited because you've just had the breakfast of champions. Yep. Yeah, start your day right. I had a big family-sized 
Toblerone. It's basically one of your five a day, isn't it? 100%. Yeah, well, more pieces than five. <laughs> is the family size Toblerone the one that everybody walks about the airport with? Do you yes. know, know whenever yeah. people are just walking about with this, like, and you have to carry it on the yeah. arm? Like I think it's the same one that you can get in Tesco's for like two, three quid, maybe even B&M's, but in the actual airport, it's like 15 quid. It's like, it's like, yeah. I know yeah. people who come home from holidays and go to Tesco yeah. and get the Toblerone and, the sweets and pretend they got yeah. it in the airport. Yeah. No way. Well, you're just back from a holiday, aren't you, of course? Well, we say holiday. I like to call it a working trip. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Boris. I I know, I'm only joking. joking. I went to Tenerife, but it was very... I did a lot of singing while I was out there. And I went to passport control, and I gave the girl my passport, and she gave it back to me and was like, Good luck in the Eurovision. Oh, <laughs> oh no I, I swear, it was so weird. And then Spanish girls noticed me on the boat, and it was crazy. I've just never had this level of uh, recognition before. It's it's a bit mental. So I definitely utilized my Canarian trip to <laughs> branch out and get more votes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we should have started by opening by saying you are Ireland's next Eurovision entry. We we forgot to get that in there. Congratulations by the stuff. way. <laughs> we could cut this and change it to something else like the world's <laughs> fastest che- cheese eater or something who knows so how was the final then obviously uh, yourself and, and me we had a wee chat on Cool FM before you uh, before you actually took part in that Late Late Show Eurosong special you were up against five other songs isn't that right? Mm. yeah yeah it was whittled down from like 400 and something really? 450 to yeah to 6 so wow. pretty cool how I did, didn't know that until after. How did you even go about entering or were you approached? How did that come around? So usually what Ireland does is they do it all behind closed doors in like a boardroom and mm-hmm. they just say, yes, 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 no, no. They might bring you in and then you do it in front of a pile of producers or something. But this year was open. It was like the first time in seven years. and. Oh, wow. I wrote the song last January and I loved it. Everyone I knew was like, mm, nah, I don't think it's the rest <laughs> one because it was because it was the first song. They're like, hopefully he's better in you. I love it. I think it's cool. But it's great. that's the whole reason why I wrote it because I wrote it for me. It was where my head was at and I wanted to write something good yeah. and fun that I could enjoy. So whenever Eurovision like posted that they were doing open entries this year, we nearly me and my management were like, we'd be... We'd be not. We would be silly not to enter this song. It's the most Eurovision-centered song mm-hmm. ever, because <laughs> it's catchy. And the people I actually wrote it with. I don't know if you've seen the Eurovision film with Will Ferrell. Oh yeah, I love yes. it. It's great. Yeah, they wrote the song for the 21st Century Viking in it. Ah, yeah. So there was like links everywhere, and it just it just fit right in. Like there's there's nothing more on brand than Eurovision for me. <laughs> I'm cheesy and annoying and everything but fascinating and weirdly wonderful yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i feel like every household especially around like in the countryside you sat down and you watched eurovision every single year yeah. it was like two or three hours yeah. of your evening that you just you set aside and it's so good everybody loves it it's so true we went to i mind going on holidays when i was younger <laughs> like to spain or something we wouldn't leave like to go for dinner. Like we just yeah. sat and watched the Eurovision, <laughs> picked a country, and you fought for that country yes. with yeah. your life. <laughs> I was always Azerbaijan, like. <laughs> so what's it like then? If if you had that past experience of Eurovision and being a big fan and stuff like that, what's it like to be representing Ireland in Eurovision? Like it must feel incredible. 
the Late Late Show in itself, like the, like yeah, half a million yeah. people tune into that every week. And then obviously it being the Eurosong special, there was more people. I, I don't know what the actual ratings were, but it was insane. Like I honestly did not understand the level of... Um, the level, the level of pressure that I felt before I sang, not in, like not necessarily before the actual show, but the dress rehearsal, the way the, the intense like feeling in the room, in the green room was crazy. We left and went to the pub and got a burger, and I was like, <laughs> I need out of, I need out of that environment. Like it's just not me. I just wanted to talk to everyone, but game heads were on, and yeah, were you, know, you with your other contestants? Has, were you yeah, with yeah, them, yeah, we did not leave that room unless we had to to go to the toilet and you sat in that wee circle like so far away from each other but it was it wasn't very natural that was the only thing and it was it was like it just the the atmosphere was different because we'd met each other weeks before and you got to know each other but it was in the back of their heads it was like that's natural. That's yeah. so natural. How would Human that nature, have, everybody wants to win. How would that have compared to your experience on The Voice? Because obviously you did The Voice back in 2020. Um, was it as competitive as that sort of Eurovision thing was? or At the start, would you believe it was more competitive than the end? Which is weird. Really? I feel like, um, yeah, yeah. And I don't know why that was, but see the see, right? I don't know. Melissa, you're from near where I'm from. We come, we grew up, and we come from like humble families yeah. that keep your feet securely on the ground. Definitely, like, you, there's no room. If I start singing, my brother leaves the room. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That's just the way it is. But yeah. I walked into the auditions, and then it was like, well, I've done this. Oh, I've yeah. done that, and I was sitting like. I need to leave. And this is not. This is. I don't, I'm not qualified to be here. But like that, I suppose that nearly works in your favor. Being Irish and mm-hmm. coming from that kind of background where you you work for everything yeah. instead of yeah. waiting on it being handed to you. So, and then I I always find in. that you're you can surprise people because you haven't pre-bragged about all that you are and all that you can do. Yeah. So people think you so don't true. have it in you and then all of a sudden they're like, oh right, okay, should be worried about her. <laughs> I'm sure that's what they were thinking. <laughs> Well, not on, <laughs> there's a person that's like hired to calm you down before you go on the stage. Really? And I was sitting there. Yeah. And I was standing, but I wasn't nervous because I kept having these dreams of like me singing well, but not getting turned for. So I wasn't really necessarily worried about turning. I just wanted to sing on the stage mm-hmm. because the stage is massive and there's this big hand with a microphone, massive. Just It's just crazy. And there's an audience and it was just a big thrill seeking journey for me I wasn't necessarily worried about anybody turning so she was standing there and she's like oh my god I, I love your eyebrows and I was like what I was like oh my god thank you and then she was like I love your jacket and I was like right is this your job that's what I said to her like I and she was like yes and I was like I'm all right you don't have to worry about me that's so funny I feel like everybody Everybody should have that person. Like, yeah. like, like, man. like people should just like have this job where they just walk around the street saying yeah. to people, oh, I love your jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Like, nice haircut, mate, and stuff like that. That'd be so nice, wouldn't yeah. it? It's different when they're paid to do it. I felt like, I don't know. <laughs> she maybe hated my eyebrows and my jacket. <laughs> You'll never know. Never know. Never so know. You're saying there about the sheer scale of the people that were watching the Late Late Show Eurosong special. Ireland mm-hmm. loves Eurovision. I'm right in saying that Ireland has won the most Eurovisions. Have they? Mm-hmm. I think You're it's right, five, indeed. isn't it? Yeah. Wow, I actually yeah, didn't no know sad. that. 
Seven. Is it seven? They've won seven times. Uh-huh. Wow, yeah. okay. And then England have won five times. You were, you were saying there about it being um about it being cheesy and Yes, I suppose there's that element to it. Like a lot of the songs are quite poppy and cheesy, but when you look at the artists who have previously won Eurovision, like there's yeah. some massive names in there, isn't there? Like you've got am oh, I right saying Celine Dion was a Eurovision winner yes. before? Yeah. Yes, she um, was. ABBA as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's not yeah. like it's not like the cheesiest thing in the world because there's some really, really like heavyweight artists there. Completely. And do you know remember Euphoria by Lorraine? Yeah, that of course. Was nonsense. Oh, I oh love that. I, I still listen to that to this day. I'm singing just, that in I, my I head love, now. <laughs> <laughs> Even the performance and everything. I suppose there's just so much room there to explore and all the different countries bring their cultures within their songs. Like, it's going to be a massive playground for people who love music. It's going to be like the Olympics of music. And yeah. to get that experience, to go there and do it. I'm, apparently, I'm the youngest one. I'm oh, the youngest really? one. Ever? How cool is that? The youngest no. ever. Oh, I was going to say. Okay. No, but this year. But okay. still pretty so you'll cool. you'll be yeah, the baby. Everybody will just automatically like you. That's that's great. Yeah. That works yeah, in your favour. I just, I think it's, I, well, I don't know. I think it'll definitely, I, I get into trouble a lot of the time. I was in RTE and I, <laughs> I, I do, I just randomly make, like I go over and be like, what department are you in? And then there's a prop, a prop. <laughs> There was a prop man called Alan, and he took me like underground underneath the RT studios and <laughs> who, like showed me all the prop store. I was with other like with Ronan, so I wasn't, it wasn't weird or anything. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I got to see, <laughs> I got to see like all the sets. And then I was on Fair Hill uh, or Fair City. I got to like go on all the sets and stuff. I just I just misbehave until it gets me into a cool position, yeah. and then I, it was fine. Nobody nobody found out yet. Until until, until, until we publish yeah. this tomorrow, yeah. There's so, still time for us to cut yeah, that out if you want, that's fine. So speaking of set, <laughs> how much control do you have over, over how your stage design is gonna gonna look? And also what are you gonna wear? Is it a secret? Because this is what I need to know. I'm nervous because Melissa, you're a style guru <laughs> over here. Um so basically this is what's massively different from the voice. The voice had like a reel and it was like all these clothes and I tried them on and it was like yes, yes, like mm-hmm. what we like kind of thing. And then this time it's my song. It's my, I'm the creative director. Everything that decision really has to go through me, which mm-hmm. is crazy. But I've got a choreographer who's also like the artistic director. And then um, I've got like a, a two, well, I've actually got, I've got four dancers now. Oh, wow. I'm not joking. You, I'm not joking. Like the, if I leak anything here, it'll be, it'll, they leaked my song. See the Eurovision fans, like they leaked my song from New Zealand or something. <laughs> oh my God. I'm not joking. Yeah, no, it's intense. Like it's really intense. So I have to watch my words here. Mm-hmm. But, so obviously in the Late Late Show, I was trying to win over an Irish conservative audience. Mm-hmm. Like, and this time I feel like the jammies will be accelerated into something a little more cooler, edgier, yeah, punkier. I mean, I okay. loved your outfit. The feathers were incredible. Thank you. It was so soft. It was mm. so well. No, actually, the 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 bandeau feather top dug into me massively. <laughs> but I mean, when the adrenaline's there, it's great. See, I was gonna say, there's nothing I love more than after a long day getting home getting the pajamas on. Yeah. I was going to say, surely performing in your pajamas is, is a win-win like, isn't it? Not when it's so itchy yeah. and digs into you. Well, that's true. I didn't know that part, but... like, I, But I, that was like part of a clothes top. The actual jammies part, they were amazing. Mm-hmm. Proper silk. It was 
oh, it was delicious, really, really delicious. And did you and then I that kept yourself? saying to everyone, yeah, and then I kept saying to everyone, this could be my thing, like performing yeah. in Germany, doing the things. And everyone was like, yeah, really good. And I was like, look, I don't really wear makeup or dress up ever, so. This wouldn't let anyone ever get disappointed. <laughs> you know, like that, that's a decision you want to make now because I'm sure you've noticed this, Connor. But there's a, a DJ from uh, Dublin, Shane Cod, yeah. and he's got like four or five yes. big songs out now. I've noticed anytime he's mm-hmm. DJing, his like attire is like a sweatsuit. Sweats, so yeah. He wears sweat bottoms and a hoodie, and yeah. I was like, I wish, like that's his thing. Yeah. Mm. Like so, I'm standing there in jeans that are like too slim and yeah. like a, a jacket and stuff, and he's wearing sweats, and I Rocking thought he has it. Hoodie, yeah. He's he got it sorted. Yeah, so I mean, if you make that decision now, market. yeah, that's it. Like that's that's you sorted. You're performing comfortably for the rest of your your <laughs> yeah, days. I don't like. think anyone else is doing that. Like jammies, like that is their that's their brand. <laughs> <laughs> There's a gap in well, the market. Eilish there, is Brooke. like the closest. Yeah, her clothes are quite like baggy and, and awesome. But mm. I mean, I can't do that. So what's what's next? Yeah, <laughs> pre-mark fluffy pajamas. That's yeah. where well, that's where we're going. Just kidding. Yeah. So Eurovision. <laughs> It's a lot about going over the top, isn't it? it? It always blows my mind because the first song could be like some blonde-haired girl in a white dress singing mm-hmm. a ballad, and then the next one, mm-hmm. that like there's that band called Lordy who won it. They're from Finland, and mm-hmm. they dressed up as like monsters. Oh, uh-huh. And like it, that it's, was the first Eurovision I ever seen. Was that it? was the first one? Yeah, it was terrifying. They were scary. Oh, yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. But that's the difference. So just like how over the and I don't I know you don't want to give anything away, but like the how over the top oyster, can you go? Yeah. Well, I what I want to do is I want to play with camera angles and do really funky stuff with that, more so. I think that if I make it too gimmicky, that the focus will be off the yeah. off the attention of me yeah. and the song yeah. and I don't have I don't want to do want to distract from that. And then Monoskin who won last year, they said they give advice. They were like don't get crazy props, like just use the stage basically is what yeah. they said. So that's what we want you but the stage is crazy this year. So it's called the Sunrise Sunrise Stage. Mm-hmm. And there's like a water feature and all. And oh, in wow. the middle, there's like a big thing in the yeah, and it twists. And there's like LED screens on the floor. So we have to use all that kind of stuff. That's what we're going to be using. And I suppose you're saying about playing with camera angles, and that's more playing to the TV audience. Because yeah. the audience there, you obviously want to impress them. You want to get a good reaction. But mm-hmm. the votes are coming from from the TV audience, really, aren't they? Oh yeah, definitely. And the people that can vote for me in the uh, in the semi final, which is the twelfth, so there's heats. There's two heats, and then the winners from those go to the final and the fourteenth. So it's only two days apart. Uh, but UK, Spain, and Germany can vote for me. Can vote for Ireland. Okay, I didn't know that. So hard. that's no. really yeah. And then I did no tackle. Like I nearly have to target those countries for performances <laughs> to raise awareness that's why you were in Tenerife last week yeah so like the gigs that I've secured (laughs) 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 but yeah the gigs that I've already got like coming up are Amsterdam Barcelona Madrid London Berlin Israel that's all to be done in the next eight weeks like from March and April yeah (laughs) oh my word you're gonna be busy (laughs) Yeah, very busy. And then I'm going to Dublin now in maybe, what time is it? I'm going to Dublin in two hours. And then from there, I'm going on the radio and then I'm performing in the George. And then I've got my dress fittings and all tomorrow. So it's all go. Like everything's really intense, which I am so obsessed with because 
obviously music has been really, really difficult for a lot of people recently mm-hmm. because the only way to make money from it is live music. And I suppose I haven't really had the luxury of doing that. So whenever I was in the Late Late Show, that was the first time I'd sang in front of an audience in two years. Wow. So, yeah, that was like really, really, it was really special to me. And then this time it's going to be like stadiums and lots and lots of people. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be, I'm just going to, I'm going to love every second of it because it'll be over far too soon. Yeah, well, this is it. Like, it's it is a competition. Like you say, it's you do the semi-finals. They're two days apart. It's the final, and then it's like it's it's where from from there, really, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Well, I have like I, obviously because of the two years, I've been writing songs. I got a nine to five in an estate agent's in gym for Mecatier Solutions. I loved it, and I, I she it was just the best thing ever. Like her taking me on, Olga, and then from there, I just took Wednesday off and wrote music every Wednesday wow. and. Um, yeah, so I've like a bank of I've got four songs sitting mastered and ready to go as soon as Eurovision's over. Yeah. You are ready to be catapulted into the spotlight. I yeah. feel like you're already there anyway, but this should be even even bigger and even better. Oh, thank you. Brooke, I know I know that you'd mentioned that you can't really give that much away and I think you said like New Zealand had already like leaked the song or whatever, but just just from like a, just from like a songwriting perspective, are you just writing everything yourself at the minute or are you working with other writers for the uh, Eurovision? So the way it worked was the first song I wrote was That's Rich, which was with Izzy Warner and then the producer was Carl Zane. Found out that I loved both of them, so then had a few more writing sessions with them. It's nice to take in different uh, people's creative opinion. I love that part of the process. Mm-hmm. I wrote songs by myself, but... <laughs> I don't know if I like them or not. Because <laughs> when you're in a wee dark room writing by yourself, things yeah. can get very dark. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only joking. But like the songs that I write, I'm not necessarily writing them in hopes of like impressing people. There are songs that come from within, like within me basically. And I suppose that's the beauty of it. And just my, my hope for after the Eurovision is that people want to follow me as an artist and they'll appreciate whatever I come out with because mm-hmm. not every song is going to sound like that stretch and it's how I felt on that day and it just shows the the different the different days and processes of lockdown and how you felt on that day is how it's going to affect the song mm-hmm. and it wasn't always like great so there's going to be some some tearjerkers in there and uh, I don't think that's a bad thing <laughs> no not at all so uh, is there any sort of sort of past Eurovision performances that stand out that you've seen that you think I want to do that or I want to be like that or I want to get that reaction well I um, personal favourite of mine is Fairy Tale, which was done by Alexander Ryback you know he had the fiddle he was like yes, I, I know that that, that was oh, amazing I loved him yeah I loved him and I still listen to that song to this day. My mum like and I love that. Euphoria. Yeah. Mm. So I'm like, if I can spark that in someone, like people around the, wor- around the world, basically, because it's a worldwide competition yeah. with 180 million people watching. <laughs> it's, uh, I know. Then that would be a win for me. Do you know what's so funny? I went, I went back to my old school, like my primary school and my secondary school, to just like, um, like make sure they stayed up. And voted. <laughs> Shameless. <laughs> but um, I was like, yes, how many people watched the Eurovision? 18 million. And that's the bloody zero. <laughs> oh my gosh. 180 million. I know. I know. 18 million is a lot as well, Brooke. 
I, I was I was still shocked at 18. Do you know what? See, I was going to say, see, to be honest, like a million people is a lot of people. So the differences between 18 and 180 million, like it's, it's, it's not even worth thinking head. about. Is it yeah. either way? It's a lot of people. I know. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not to put you on the spot. We're not trying to put you off doing it or anything like that. Like we know you'll smash it from your performance on on the Late Late Show Eurosong special. You clearly love performing in front of people. Like you had mm-hmm. a good time. There were no nerves there, and I don't know whether you were nervous or not, but it certainly didn't come across. I at that stage I was last on, so we'd done a dress rehearsal through the whole thing earlier on that day, and that was where I was nervous. Because I just wanted to sing it one more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I've rehearsed, I've rehearsed the song within an inch of its life at this stage, and did it, and everything was perfect. And I thought, unreal, brilliant. Like that's it now. Like just forget about it. Whatever happens now, you, you whatever is meant to go wrong is going to happen, and you can't do anything about it. So I was itching like to get on. I was buzzing. I didn't care. Like I just went on, had the time of my life. And I feel like when you enjoy it, obviously that's going to transpire to the audience. Mm-hmm. And what was different about my song compared to the rest of them, as soon as it started, the audience were like, like they were clapping, yeah. like to the like, and at that point, I was like, don't rock your shoulders, don't rock your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> my choreographer was like, don't move, stay in the silhouette. I was like, okay. So it was exciting. And has the reaction to the song been... Obviously, it, it was good because you, you won and you're representing Ireland, but Ireland is known for having some quite slow songs yeah. you know it's it's known for mm. having those traditional kind of Irish songs in the Eurovision Song Contest yours really stands out amongst the crowd has has the reception been pretty much all good you're gonna let yourself like I <laughs> I wasn't gonna tell this I wasn't gonna tell this story oh this is the worst you have to tell us yeah, now, we're yeah. now. <laughs> oh, no. oh no right I was in Lidl last night right <laughs> <laughs> this is so bad this is so bad right this man comes up to me and he said um, right so you know the way people have said oh Ireland don't want to win it because <laughs> they can't afford it right that's, that's not true by the way but anyway we hear this this man comes up to me well done the night I was like oh thank you so much like you know the way you just do this mm-hmm. constantly and he goes Ireland wrote you a bad song though. I was like, did I, did I tell this man oh. that I wrote it or did I not? <laughs> and then I just said, I know, shocking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we can agree the man in Littles has no taste. Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny though. I came home and told my family and they were just like laughing so hard. No shock. That's the thing. Music is subjective. It's subjective. Yeah. Like, who cares? Yeah, you can spend if a lot I of like time. It and other people do. You can spend yeah, a lot of time well. trying to get everybody to like it and it's never going to happen, like, is it? Mm-mm. No, never. You laugh about these things. And it's good to have a family that keeps you grounded as well, isn't it? Like, instead, it, it, some oh, people's 100%. families could have been like, I'm going to go and find that guy and I'm going to, like, <laughs> I know. you know, whereas... That would be my daddy. I was going to say, yeah, your mum would probably <laughs> do that. actually more like my mum. Yeah. She'd be like, what did he look like? What was he wearing? Tracking him down. No, I know it's hard. It's hard. It was hard at the start, like, when people said things whenever I was in The Voice. Because it's just, you put it on TV, like, when you put yourself on TV, it's automatically opened up to yeah. the yeah. massive, like, criticism. But that's, that was hard for me, actually, at the start, too, just because I'd never experienced it. And I hadn't even intended on on getting through. So I hadn't even intended on like, preparing for this. Obviously, there's a psychological evaluation to see if you're prepared to go on TV, <laughs> yeah. which I passed. Yeah, weird flex. 
But um, I, I just, it's a different world. And then once you actually become, once you get used to the fact that not everybody is going to say the right thing or that they might just be looking to spark a reaction as yeah. well. Like but that's, that's not where you have to laugh. I just think if anybody's going to put a negative opinion out online, I just wouldn't want to know them in real life anyway, because who does that? Like, they're clearly not that happy or content within themselves. It is a reflection of how they feel, like, Mm, of themselves or insecurities that they have. And and that's sad, too, so you just have to look at it like that. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. It's one of those things, if you wouldn't say it to somebody in the street, maybe just don't say it Well, that man did actually say it to Brooke and Ladle, so... You you can't argue with that. (laughs) You cannot argue with that, like... But he didn't think I wrote it. Yeah, he was, that's he great. was fighting for me. He yeah. thought you performed well. <laughs> you performed it well, yeah. but he didn't like this one. So, <laughs> oh, hey, so how funny. many of your family are heading to Italy with you? Are you going on your own? What is the crack with that? We actually, they're at, we're all coming. Everyone's Everyone. coming. My whole family, yeah. And um, we've got two babies in the house, like a two twins. Wow. Yeah, a set, a set of twins. And they're adorable. Oh. They're unbelievable. I swear to God. And um, there, we're taking them out, but we're also bringing their other granny and granda so they can look after them. So yeah. it's going to be a massive family affair. But see, my grannies, like, I don't know if you remember them, but they're a massive, like, part of my life. And I want to give them, uh, like, as much of, like, an, like, an input into my career as I can because, mm-hmm. realistically, I'm never going to get married <laughs> for them to see it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I want them to, like, be as heavily involved so I I put them on my social media but they bloody love it mm-hmm. and they literally were like oh so I seen, seen Peggy was on your, your social media was it, was it me <laughs> yeah. and I swear it's, it's hilarious it's so funny but I've already got them like I'm gonna I'm getting them on the Late Late Show oh my with god with me on April yeah so it's 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 so special for them too and Granny Sheila she started doing more laps around her house to try and get fitter oh, oh god, god love her. so cute I, I know because I texted the boys oh. the other day and I was like, did you see the priest in Brooke's house? That's right, <laughs> yes. That's right yeah. <laughs> I was like, go and watch Brooke's story right now. <laughs> I, I'm not joking. That was hilarious. And I, right, <laughs> I was severely hungover. <laughs> I was like, no, what have I done? Like, the priest is in my kitchen. And I went down and I was like, Father, how are you? And he goes, you didn't come for confessions. Because after I had said all the stuff about Remelton on the TV, the priest actually put up a Facebook status <gasps> saying, I'll see you in confessions on oh Monday morning. <laughs> wow. I'm not joking. So he landed in the house then. And then he said, all press is good press. Hey, look. And I was like, is that wrong? Yeah. Do you know what? That's how you know you've made the big time. You yeah. don't have to go to confession. Confession comes Come to you. Yeah. <laughs> Different, different level, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you got to be out, out in Italy for then? Obviously you're there for, I would imagine, at least a week for, for the competition to take place. To, have you got to be out like maybe two weeks in advance? or? So the flight is booked for the 1st of May and the obviously the semi-final isn't until the 12th. And then the final, if I get there, is the 14th, but I'll still be in Italy for that, I would mm-hmm. say, because you still get to be in the green room, mm-hmm. even yeah. if you didn't qualify. So... That is really where I'm at. I don't know if what would happen if, like, if I stayed longer or if I can stay longer. I'm sure there is some sort of press stuff after. Yeah. Who knows? Who actually knows? This year it's all like 
vegetation and like loads of plants and stuff like ah, that kind yeah. of thing. I think it's very nature based because that's why there's a water feature on the stage mm-hmm. and then it's all going to be beautiful in the green room. But yeah, I, I don't know how much mingling you're going to get to do. I don't know if it's like the Brits where like yeah. you could see like people over in the corner and go over and try and chat to them yeah. or what way it would work. I'm definitely going to do it anyway. Yeah. Regardless. Meet a producer, get them to show you around all underneath and everything. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Who knows where I'll end up in the Turin stage? I don't know. I'll come out from the side door. So uh, Eurovision aside, then what are your sort of what are your personal goals? Like looking looking sort of beyond Eurovision, are you looking to get an album out or anything like that, or go on tour maybe off the back? I want to go. I want to go on the Graham Norton show. Oh, yeah. That is my dream. Oh, he That's is my just ultimate dream. The best. That's a great chat show, isn't it? That's, that's the one you want to be on. I just think he's the most incredible interviewer in, yeah. the, in the world. Like, yeah. he's just incredible. He hears everything. Mm-hmm. He hears everything. Like, there's, and I feel like I have a lot of stories that I could tell that would <laughs> impress him. Is he still doing the uh, commentating for. He does Eurovision, yeah. He, I he does the talk over for it. Guarantee you. Brick will be in the yeah. commentator's box with him. Saying, when yeah. can I go yeah. on the show? Oh, you should. You should. <laughs> Definitely. I do have a few tricks up my sleeve. So, <laughs> Dana, who won first for the Irish Eurovision, yeah. like she won the first time ever, She is pro- she's mentoring me for okay. the Eurovision this year. Mm-hmm. Very friendly with Graham. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Graham, nice to meet you. <laughs> Didn't expect this at all. <laughs> Tell me this, just off the back of you saying the likes of her mentoring you and stuff like that, could there be the potential for one or two surprises? And the reason I'm thinking about this is literally last year, Flo Rida came out with Santa. Was it, what was the, what do you call the country? San Marino? San Marino. Flo Rida ended up on stage with San Marino. Now he did absolutely, like he rapped a wee bit and, and nothing happened and they didn't really get that many points. But like, that was oh. weird. That was a real standout kind of, why is Flo Rida at the Eurovision, do you know? If you're waiting for me to say Nile Horns coming out on stage, I'm going to let you down very heavily. Well, if you could pick someone, who would it be? If you could pick sort of like... Jedward. So, they, I mean, They've done it. Did yeah. they do your yeah. yeah. Not that long ago. Yeah, they're the last, yeah. they're the last successful, like, like they're the only ones that have gotten... They got eighth. They became eighth place, and that was like the best Ireland's done in like twenty years, in a while, fifteen yeah. years until twenty twenty two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who could I pick? Who would I pick to come with me on the stage? My grannies. I put them oh, on the stage. Yeah. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah. I would. There are the two extra backing dancers. She just hasn't revealed it yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's no. Yeah. Oh my we know goodness. where the leaks are coming from now. <laughs> 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 what Eurovision fan site are you, Melissa? Pardon. What? what Eurovision fan site are you the head of? Oh, I can't, I can't leak that kind of can't information. Leak that, yeah. <laughs> there are tons of them. Like on, until the day that I interviewed you on Cool, that's when I first realised just how many people love Eurovision. Yeah, like it's I know, a cult. I know how many people love it when Eurovision's on. But in the mm. run up, like it, this far in advance, I didn't realise so many people are like, right, Eurovision's coming. It's massive. No, like, it's a massive community. It's insane. I literally put up a teaser video of my song and said I did leak a wee bit too much information <laughs> I said I'm on Ryan Chubberty's radio show and from there Twitter just went off like went mental and I don't I don't have Twitter because I'm scared of it because yeah, it's like playground for scariest yeah. platform yeah. so Isn't who it? tells you off so, when you when you leak too much information who gives you a slap on the well, wrist well 
Many people. Many. <laughs> Too many. <laughs> and then I just I just go in one and out the other because I never it's never anything bad, but <laughs> I just think it's really funny to upset the balance. <laughs> but uh, at this stage, then people were like 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 doing all these emojis and or like gifs and like all these. It was just so funny memes and stuff, and it just went off from there. So it, international support was there from the very beginning. Yeah, and that's when they leaked the song, and. Uh, I suppose I didn't really care at that stage. <laughs> like I didn't care. I thought it was I thought it was the most impressive amount of sleuthing and detective work ever. Mm. Yeah. It was very impressive. How does that happen? How does a leak happen? How did they get their hands on it? Like, Will you tell us? You were doing it all. <laughs> and, and pretend yes, to be How did you do it? <laughs> Top no, because it was in a Google Drive with like just me, my producer, and my management I think that was it like there was only three people had access to the file but they said it came out in New Zealand before it came out anywhere else in the world Wow! so then they leaked it and put it on their blog before it came out in different countries so that was how it really mm-hmm. came about you often wonder if half of these people who, who do the work on these fan sites actually worked for like the police I know. Yeah. like crime would be <laughs> would be substantially down wouldn't it like yeah but then they wouldn't care. They'd only want to find stuff out about Eurovision. That is, that's, <laughs> true, that's true. That's true. Yeah, they'd be solving Eurovision crimes, and that's about it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So look, I think that's pretty much all the time we've got with you today, Brooke. But we we're really, really looking forward to watching Eurovision. Mm-hmm. We're we're so like buzzing for you. I, I know me and Melissa were on the the weekend breakfast show the the morning after you won, and and we were just oh, wow. so happy for you and. Like we could we could tell how much it meant to you with the, the videos you put up and stuff and like we, we really do just wish you all the best. Yeah. Yeah, you'll smash it. I really, really appreciate that. And this is really cool. I've never done this side of kind of setup of a podcast before. And I don't know if it's my thing because I might have leaked too much stuff <laughs> or um drunk too badly, let myself down. No, 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 no. Absolutely Here, nothing. Here's the good thing about a podcast, right? If there's anything you want me to cut out, it can we be can just do you can that. send us three message. <laughs> okay, cool. Brooke, good luck <laughs> in so your revision. Um, we know you're absolutely going to smash it. It starts on Tuesday, the 10th of May, and uh, we know we're going to see you in the final, and we're going to see you right up those rankings. Good luck. We can't luck. wait. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Are you happy enough with everything that's in there? Yeah, you're all. The only thing I'm like, fuck, I shouldn't have said that. The UK song, but I was like, no matter if they came out with the best yeah. song ever. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can take that points. out, don't worry. I can take that out, that's fine. Okay, cool, because I need to keep them on, like, the UK on my side, like England, because... Yeah. 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 I, I can, <laughs> I can, I can take out that whole little section. I'll drop out that whole bit, don't worry. So, uh, okay. happy enough? You're the best. <laughs> oh my God, buzzing with everything else, I think it's hilarious. You're such Sweet. a great person to interview as well, yeah. like so chatty. So bubbly, no... yeah. yeah. it's brilliant. That'll definitely work in your favour. I think um, before you go, I'd spoken to Ronan, so uh, he'd said about getting you on the show again at some point. Um, and I mm-hmm. think just because the Eurovision is still quite a bit away, I think it's probably not. That's why I wanted to do this now. But we'll get you on the show closer to yeah. the time again. And I think we could probably arrange it so we can do the we breakfast show then. We could do it on then, the yeah. weekend breakfast show, yeah. yeah we'll do that. So um, I'll, I'll give Ronan a shout about that and we'll, we'll get that hooked up then, all right? Even like the last week of April before I go yeah. away. We yeah, go. that's fine. We can we can sort that out. And we can pre-record it during the week, and then we can slot it in. We'll just come into the studio. Oh, if, cool, like, yeah. The morning doesn't sit. We hate to leave Connor out, but he doesn't, <laughs> no, he doesn't work great. that show. So. Uh, Connor, you can interview me in your own show. <laughs> you well, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah into that. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, thank you so much for that, Brooke. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> <laughs> Look, thank you so much. I I really enjoyed this. It was so cool. I'm glad and I know there was Wi-Fi problems, but. 
With no, here, there, we can hear no, you no, perfectly now. That was perfect, yeah. And uh, <laughs> here, good luck tonight. We, we forgot to get that oh, in yes. as well, but um, it'll not matter too much. Cause oh, I they, think I said it. It should be yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Should be okay. Well, this is going out tomorrow, so it, it's You'll not, already have done it anyway. Yeah, we'll tag in and all matter. Wouldn't matter. But enjoy it anyway, all right? I'll agree it. Catch up with you soon. Yeah, thank you so much. Bye. See you. Bye. 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 See ya. Right, so that was Brooke. How good was it to have Brooke on the podcast? She's lovely, isn't, isn't she? she? A legend. Yeah. If she doesn't win on personality alone, then I'm just going to say Eurovision is rigged. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> completely rigged. Not that it, not that I think it is anyway, or anything like that. No. Um, uh, so that's our first guest in in a while. Two yeah. years. For two years. Yeah. yeah, something like that. So uh, who was our last guest? Was it Chris Suter? I think Could it was. Been, yeah. it was Chris Suter. Yes. Yeah. So, Chris uh, or Vinny? We yeah. were mid-pandemic. I remember him talking about just trying to keep it positive. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that is the first of many guests to come. And um, we were hoping to have Brooke in the studio today, but she is very busy. Yeah. yeah. As you heard. She's on her way to Dublin. Actually. Mm-hmm. When the podcast comes out, she'll have played Dublin. She'll have played a show in Dublin, yeah. So uh, good luck to Brooke in the Eurovision. We'll be catching up with her on the radio uh, closer to the time. And who knows if she if she wins, which we, we think she might, we'll, we'll get her back on. Down the line. If she wins, she's like... not coming back on this podcast. Like. <laughs> I know. They... <laughs> She will then have standards. Aspirations for the Graham Norton show and stuff. She's yeah. not going to say yes to this again. Know, is she? Yeah. <laughs> um, right, that is it for us this week. Before we go, how can somebody be listener of the week? There are many ways that you can be listener of the week, but the most important is if you head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review and write a little comment section about why you love us. You can leave a five-star review on Spotify as well. But what we mostly appreciate and love so much is when you head over to the Instagram at What's Happening Podcast and send us a DM. Yeah. That would be absolutely amazing. Any big plans for the rest of the week before we go? Uh, I'm going to go get the tyres changed on the car now. And then just busy with work. Well, yeah, I've got my first hosting gig this weekend in Valmina, which is exciting. A little fashion show for spring, summer Spinning fashion. Spinning a few Woo! tunes too, aren't That's you? That's next Thursday. Oh, is it okay? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> this this Saturday, guys, I will no longer be part of the Thirty Club. You're I'll be 31? part of the Thirty One Club. Yeah. I mean, why didn't you tell us it your was your birthday, birthday has coming up? Not come around that quickly. It has. I knew oh, your. Oh bur- my goodness! Yeah. Right. Hasn't it? We didn't yeah. get you a present, you and I'm not going to see it. 30, 30's the big it's one. It's all right, it's I'll fine. see him on Saturday. Okay, no, then I'll th- see him. 30's the big one, all right? So after once you hit 30, the rest of the matter. Oh, I feel so bad. We've been, I can't believe we've been making 30 jokes for a full year. Isn't it insane? Hi. I know. Hi. Well, we can still continue to do that. Like no, We've can't. got like another yeah. nine I'm, years. I'm you're still in way. your 30s, mate. Yeah. I'm on but my I'm way there. But I'm not 30. How crazy is that? Yeah, but you're you're in December, aren't you? Yeah, I've got yeah. a full year. See, I'm going to be smug because I'm only 29 this August. Oh. All right, Connor. <laughs> You'll be 35 by the time your announcement comes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not, won't be wrong, yeah. Right. Thank you for listening. Have a great week and we will catch you back here next Friday morning. Thank See you, you guys. Bye.